Early in my Christian walk, I encountered some very well-meaning believers, uh, but they were slightly misguided, and they... uh, they tried to, with good intentions, to uh, lead me what I now believe is uh, off of the centrality of, of uh, what it means to uh, really, truly be a Christian and walk with the Lord. And uh, they were really pushing at me uh, that if I was really a Christian, I'd have miracles and all kinds of things working in my life, I would see miracles, I would uh, see God perform in wondrous ways, and and that uh, I would speak in tongues, and and that I would have all of these just out of this world uh, supernatural experiences, and none of that was happening. And so the conclusion that I came to is and it, it it just really beat me down too. The conclusion was is that I'm not a Christian. I'm not truly saved. I, I'm lacking. I'm I'm second degree. I'll, I'll never live up to these people's standards. I'll I'll never be good enough. And and so I beat myself down. And I was reading through the Gospel of John, chapter twenty and came to this uh, passage where Jesus had resurrected and he has shown himself uh, to all of the uh, disciples uh, there in a uh, room, and he showed them his hands and his side, and it says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord, And Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And as um, um, he's talking, um, he disappeared. Jesus did. Doesn't really say just exactly how, but... Anyway, Thomas, um, there in verse 24 of chapter 20, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And they're excited. We have seen him. We've seen him. They're probably jumping up and down at this point. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side. That would be the side where the sword pierced him uh, while he was still hanging on the, the cross. He said, unless I've actually touched these wounds, I will not believe. Very matter of fact, I will not uh, And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. Now, I I really would love to have been there. 
and know that the door was shut and yet Jesus just appears. Doesn't really say he came through the wall. He, he just, he wasn't, and then he was. He just, he, he came and he stood in their midst. And the first thing he said was, peace to you. And then he said to Thomas, now remember, this is eight days later, and supposedly, according to Thomas' mind, Jesus is not, he's not risen, he can't hear me or anything, and he challenged, unless I put my finger in his wounds in his hands and thrust my fist in his side, I will not believe. And Jesus challenges him. Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. At that moment, Thomas believed. He believed in Jesus, the risen Lord, he said, my Lord. Um, took me a long, long time to call Jesus my Lord. And I would suggest that you can't really, truly follow him and walk with him until you call him Lord, along with Savior and Jesus, my, uh, my Messiah, my Lord, my Savior, and that's what he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, and this is what just so really impacted me, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I read that and I thought, man, you know, I am one of those who have not seen. I have not seen miracles. I have not seen the supernatural, the miraculous. Uh, woe is me, you know. I haven't experienced all of this. But I still believe in you. And I'm reading here, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. In other words, According to this, I am even more blessed than those disciples who actually saw him because I choose to believe in him even though I have not laid my eyes on him. And I, I choose to affirm in my heart that Jesus is. He is real. And he is alive. Now, after years of walking with him, I can say I have seen some miraculous things happen. I have seen some things. Um, I've been delivered myself out of the clutches of death I've, uh, more than once. Uh, I, I've had some very supernatural things happen. Uh, uh, just a simple, for instance, when we went to Bible college, I had all kinds of of well-meaning Christians say, oh, you can't go to Bible college. Do you have enough money? And I said, no, don't have. Uh, barely got enough for three weeks of school. And they'd say, oh, no, you can't go. You can't go. 
you got to work and save your money. And I said, yeah, but God told me to go. And so I must go. So I went. And in those weeks, those opening weeks of Bible college, we received in the mail enough money in the form of checks and uh, gifts, love gifts, from people, not from our church, but from all over West Texas, who had heard that I was going to Bible college, that they wanted to support me. And it paid for my entire time at Bible school. And that was supernatural. That was, um, on one occasion, we had driven from Midland all the way through the southwestern desert and the heat of the desert. We got up there on the mountain at the Bible College, Southern California, and we had these lumps all over our tires. Going through the desert, the rubber had started separating, and and uh, they were still holding the air, but I don't know how. And so we knew we had a Sears and Roebuck charge card. And we eased down the mountain to San Bernardino, went to Sears, got new tires, put it on, and we put it on that card. We had no idea how are we going to pay for this, how are we going to do this, and drove back up, stopped by the post office, and there in the post office, to the dollar, was a check written out to us, covered the cost of those tires. God knew that we needed tires weeks before, laid it on the heart of that person, write a check and send it to us. Those kind of things are the miraculous. Those things happen. And uh, I've seen lots of it. And uh, in those early days, uh, I had not seen anything and yet believed. And that freed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond measure and uh, I haven't wavered haven't turned back uh, still following him yeah well and I think that's important to to bring that out because uh, and I you were thinking of that passage which is really good and I thought you know of course everybody knows Hebrews 11 but uh, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I think too often when we first start going to church, you know, or, or you, you know, you get saved. These days, people just get saved from the media and stuff that's out there. And, the, you know, the first thing I think is like when you start listening to a, a pastor uh, or some, you know, media on, on online or TV or wherever, and there's so many of these teachers these days that will aim us towards, well, if you have faith, then that equals God, you know, doing all these miraculous things in your life. You know, then there's the seed faith movement, you know, where it's like, well, if you give me $100, you know, then you can expect that 1000 in your mailbox, you know, a story like you were sharing. But that it doesn't just happen. God's, you got to seed it. You know, and so we're we're inundated with all of that, uh, just junk. Really, it's it's just bad doctrine. It's not biblical, and so we end up kind of getting off track, or we can. And so that's the whole point, I think, of this uh, 
this session today is is our heart's desire just to say look faith looks like what you're sharing out of john you you're not going to see a lot of miraculous things and yet we believe in hebrews 11 he's going on with that same idea saying faith it's the substance of things hoped for um in other words the opposite of that it's not the substance of things that you have in front of you that's not faith uh, faith is hoping for something that's not present in front of you yet and the evidence is kind of lacking <laughs> the evidence is not seen it's so you you have you put your faith in christ and he does a work in your heart not not usually around your life in fact the new testament the way i see it it's telling us all over the place your marriage may get harder you know i know in peter he writes about uh chapter 3 verse 1 talking about wives that uh, where if you have a a wife that comes to the lord and the husband doesn't and things like that the the overriding idea there it's going to get harder not easier because you're going to have with your quiet disposition of just living your life before christ hope that that is enough that he sees jesus in you that your husband does and he comes to the lord but what about those times when they never do well you've got a hard life ahead of you all because you accepted jesus and so it's not always roses uh when you accept jesus sometimes it's it, it causes hardship yet i think what you're saying out of there like you wouldn't trade it for the world because though though faith is based on nothing you see you feel it inside and there's no turning back it says all through uh, hebrews 11 i mean sometime if you're not uh, familiar with the passage uh, we don't have time today to go through all of these guys who in the old testament they had their faith in what god was going to do one day in jesus but they never saw it Uh, you skip all the way down through because he talks about uh, abel enoch Noah, uh, Abraham, a lot about Abraham, and Sarah, all of these displays of faith in a God that they didn't see move in front of them. They went their whole lives, some of them, and never saw anything. But then it says in verse 13 of chapter 11, these all died. And that's, that's all of our faiths. But they died in faith. Not faithless like the rest of the world, but they died in faith. And that's how I want to die. That's how, you know, that's the whole point of us sharing this. But they died in faith, not having received the promises. So the writer of Hebrews says, I want you to understand they died not having received the promises, but they died in faith. But having seen them afar off, that's not, that's what spiritualized. Just they read about it, they heard about it, they didn't see it though. They were assured of them. So somewhere in their heart, you know, Abraham and all these other uh, fathers of faith and, and women here by faith, Sarah's in the 11, uh, men and women of faith, they said, we have faith in God that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And that's really what, what the faith was. It says they embraced them. So they took those promises of God and they, it's like they wrapped their arms around it. They said, I'm holding on to this promise. I'm going to make it mine. And then they confessed and this is really interesting to me. Like This is part of the faith chapter. They confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool because that means faith is so... so and like Abraham, uh, part of his faith was that he lived in a 
tent. And back, back, it's back. It's right here. It's in verse nine. By faith, Abraham he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country. So he lived on the ground there in Israel, like he was in a foreign land, like we all live here, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. And then in verse ten, he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And to me, that's faith. Um, it says that they confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So what do we do when, we, when we're at all home here on this earth? I say, I'm going to build a home, a house. I'm putting roots down. And God would say, no, faith is to say, we're going to, I want you to confess that this is not your home, that you're, there's that old hymn. I'm just a passing through. This world's not my home. I'm just a passing yeah. through. Love that old hymn. Same idea here. You have to come to a place in your life where you say, wow, the trials, the tribulations, I'm not seeing any of this stuff here, but I admit this world is not my home. I am a pilgrim passing through. Uh, You know, that's the difference between a pioneer. It doesn't say you're pioneers on the earth. It says pilgrims. A pilgrim, Mm -hmm. if you want to go into frontier uh, vernacular, the pilgrim was uh, the new guy who was not at home there. And that's why all the Western movies, they say, hey, Pilgrim. It's because he was the new guy who was yeah. not at home. While it doesn't say frontiersman making this your home. And so I love to see it that way. And it's biblical here. Um, and it says in verse 14, if that's not enough for you, for those who say such things. So it's not just think it. All of a sudden, man, when you have faith, you start saying things. For those who say such things, in other words, confessing that you're a pilgrim, declare plainly that they seek a homeland. That's faith. And it's faith to say, I believe in Jesus, and this is not, this isn't home. This is just a place we're passing through, telling everybody else about Jesus. I love John 14, verses 1 through about where Jesus is speaking and he says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Uh, I love that, because it, it, it starts off that uh, just uh, the words of comfort. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't, don't be all upset. Do you believe in God? Well, also believe in me, Jesus said. And then in my father's house are many mansions. And that tells me that there's a really, really big house. There's a a huge place. And inside of that, uh, we have our mansions. Uh, I haven't seen it. uh, But I think Abraham was looking for it. And so was all the list, those others in that list there and. Hebrews, they were all looking for it. Um, He says, if it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, if this place that we call heaven wasn't real, Jesus would have told us. And 
Yet he says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And when I look at that and I think, wow, uh, this world is literally falling apart at the seam. I've seen this world. I've seen it. I I don't need to see any more of it. I haven't seen that place, but why am I looking forward to it? Amen. I feel the same way. And the thing about faith, and, and I think, you know, as we've shared our testimonies in previous episodes, and then today talking about living by faith, it's not just to believe a thing and that's good enough. The Bible clearly teaches as we as we see all this and we live by faith is that we it means action. Mm-hmm. And all through Hebrews 11, you know, as you get on into the middle part and you he's looking at Moses and all the stories, every single story it has this central theme. They lived and they their actions indicated that they believed in something that they couldn't see yet they acted anyway. James talks about that, that that faith without works is dead. It's because for me to say that I believe in something, but I don't put my faith in it. In other words, I don't. if I say I believe this chair will hold me up, but I refuse to sit on it, uh, well, that kind of tells you what I really think. And, yeah. you know, I don't actually think that chair is going to hold me up. But if I say I believe that the chair will hold me up, and then I prove it because I sat on the chair. Well, then it would prove to everyone around me his faith's real. He doesn't really know if the chair's going to hold him up, but I know whether it does or not that he has faith in the chair. And that's really what God's asking us to do. He says, live your life in such a way that others know that you believe when you come to your end, you're going to heaven. Even if you don't see Jesus doing all these big things in your life, even if the trials come, even if all this stuff happens, live your life out in such a way. Make those decisions daily. So, you know, you know, a case in point, if you're listening to this today, that means that your decisions you make as you uh, live the rest of your life out this day, the little decisions, it, faith would say live it as if you believe in heaven that's coming. Go home and tell your wife and your kids about Jesus Christ. Uh, make those changes and, and make them real. Christianity should look like something. And, uh, you know, I know here, all every, everybody here, um, they, they, there was some, a, a, a point of contact for their faith that came into their life. And, you know, like for example, when you come down through here and you see in verse 31 of Hebrews 11, it says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with, with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Now, that story, of course, looking back at the Old Testament, it says it plainly. She's a harlot. She's a she's a Gentile. And the Jews came and they camped around the city. And uh, so she was living her life out as a sinner in the world, just doing her thing. And all of a sudden, God brought this circumstance into her life and said, make a decision choose and she chose to protect the jewish spies that came into her life just suddenly showed up literally in her home Mm -hmm. and uh, she protected them making a decision i'm going to stand 
with what God's doing in my life today. That's the same decision we all have. We, we're just bebopping through life, you know, aimless. And all of a sudden, God says, um, I'm going to send this little situation along into your life. Now act on faith. And you have to choose. Oh, well, am I going to go with God or the other way? And it's really that simple for me. It's not about every day having to retell myself I believe in Jesus. It's when the opposition comes, now what are you going to do? And that's what you know, all of Hebrews 11, one of my favorite chapters, because it's just talking about what faith really looks like. And it never looks, the, every story is different in here for, yeah. for every person. Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And that's an invitation. That's good. Uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And yeah. blessed is the man who trusts in him. Yeah, that's very good. Well, and that would be our plea to whoever is listening to this today. You know, again, us sharing our testimonies. We've been very upfront. You know, neither one of us are perfect. But something happened once we really gave our life to the Lord, as it does for everybody. And you put your faith in God, and then he starts asking you to step out and tell others about Jesus and share just through your life. For all of us, we're all called to different things. But the centrality of it is, is there is a a promise from the Lord with faith uh, to live your life this way, but there's also a challenge. Um, And I think... We would challenge you um, here uh, from from uh, our table to yours just to say, yeah, well, come and taste and see if, if the Lord isn't good. And if your life isn't blessed, I've never met a Christian who said, man, this stinks, and I wish I hadn't done it. <laughs> yeah. uh, never yet. And uh, But I've met many uh, that say, I wish I'd got serious with the Lord a long time sooner. Yeah. So... Well, this has been really good, and uh, just opening the word, uh, we could go on, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna end here for today. Again, send in your questions. We love to visit with whatever's on uh, your hearts and minds, and uh, just get in the word with you guys. If uh, you like this show, be sure to share it with others, and uh, we're available uh, on uh, many podcasting apps, Spotify, and iTunes, and such. If you will, and uh, you like what you hear rate us on itunes that helps other people to uh, find the show easier and uh, with that uh, you guys take care and we'll see everybody next time